Okay. Welcome. Welcome to another edition or um, broadcast, rather, of Immunize Wisely on the Republic Broadcasting Network. Uh, today is February 3rd, 2024. Wow, things are really moving fast. I, I, I swear, it, it seems like there's not 24 hours in a day anymore. Um, anyhow, I'm your host, Ingrid Castle. I'm the Director of Vaccination Liberation, which is a national grassroots association dedicated to providing information on vaccines, injections, even drugs of all kinds, not often made available to the public and clearly being censored today. So anyone listening should make the only informed choice, which is complete avoidance and refusal of all pharmaceutical products, frankly, but vaccines and injections in particular. Um, Our websites are vaccinetruth.com and uh, also vaccinetruth.net that redirects... um, uh, VaccineTruth.com um, is a vaccination liberation website, but it's like for the public. Um, but our main website is VacLib.org. And I really encourage people to explore it. I do have people all the time that, you know, uh, from the past, they're looking for information, they're doing research, and they can't find it anywhere. They go, well, I'm going to check. Um, you know, doing Ingrid's website and they find it because we have archived all kinds of information. We have the material safety data sheets on ingredients um, uh, that are in vaccines from, you know, 20 years ago. We have like the old stuff that has been removed from the CDC website that we grabbed um, before um, they took it down. So we have a lot of really good stuff archived there. So I encourage you to go there. Just remember VAC, short for vaccination, LIB, short for liberation, .org. We also grab .com. Um, but if you forget, you can always go to vaccinetruth.com and get there that way. Um, but that vaccinetruth.net has our exemption pages mirrored. And, um, you know, I still deal with people that are having a difficult time, you know, finding themselves exempt, but it's mostly in the medical field. And I would get out of the medical field or just not work in a place that, you know, is blasting you with 5G all day. Hospitals are notorious for being 5G hot zones. So, um, and that's a whole other thing, the importance of shielding today. Um, You know, 5G is a weapon and they are using it against us and they're able to target people. I am clearly very, very convinced that Sally Alcorti was uh, targeted with uh, 5G as they were rolling it out um, all over New York. So anyway, that's a whole other thing. (laughs) But I call the show Immunize Wisely because I like to direct people to my other website, which is humbleweed.net. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit um, because I have articles on there that um, they're not always things that I sell, but I want to educate people, things that you should have in your bug-out pack, for instance, things like comfrey root, um, yarrow. Why do I harvest yarrow every year? Well, I was able to help someone um, who listens to RBN 
who was just really down and out with the flu and cold. And I said, yeah, you can get a lot of things, but there's nothing like yarrow for kicking that in the butt. You know, you just fast on the tea. And he ended up getting another bag because it worked so well. You know, it's something that you want to just have on hand. Um, There's other things, too, that can stop that. You know, the red raspberry leaf, um, you know, having some of that on hand for the winter season. So anyway, I, that's why I call the show Immunize Wisely because I want to teach people, you know, things to have on hand for any kind of health problems. So, um, and it really means immunize is not uh, anything to do with vaccines. It, they they hijack that. They want you to believe, you know, vaccines somehow boost your immune system, but it, they don't. They are, they do just the opposite. They destroy your immune system, and so. Um, immunize wisely really means to strengthen your immune function um, while we navigate this toxic world. But you've heard that before if you've listened to the show many times. Uh, I want everyone to know about the chat room. The chat room is important. I drop links there. You can go there you know, a week from now, two weeks from now, and scroll up, and you'll be able to grab those links. Um, so I – and Mer Bailey always adds great stuff. She hosts our show. I mean, our she hosts her own show on Sundays, which is actually really good. But she also hosts our chat room, and she's always dropping great information in there. So a shout-out to her. And if you are available to listen to her show um, on Sunday, that's great. If not, it's actually worth it to get the archive. Uh, so um, I want to encourage people, you know, I, when I look at RBN, they do such a good job um, – you know, posting stuff that's relevant to today as we're going through this intense devolution period. I've mentioned that. That's what this whole period is. It's, you know, to wake up even people that um, are still asleep somehow. <laughs> but it's like, I don't know how anyone can be asleep at this point. Uh, it's pretty jarring, you know, what's going on. But um, RBN put some really important information up. I saw that William Repolim had posted um, that was uh, uh, the last words of, uh, oh, was David Goldberg, you know, in 2019, his final words on uh, that was found on that he taped um, before he was taken out, I guess. So, and it really uh, denigrates Trump in a lot of ways. It is pretty interesting, you know, as assumed that Trump is a Jew. He's actually not. There's a whole other story behind that. But, uh, you know, I, I don't want to get into it. He, he did a good job, you know, um, finding out all their plans and knowing their everything that they're planned for us has been going on for the last 20 years. He definitely had an inside track for sure. Um, so that's, um, that's all interesting, but I, I encourage people to go to, uh, cue the storm rider seven, seven, seven on telegram and just, you know, keep that, um, that in your back pocket, you know, his information is valuable. Um, and I certainly get a lot of tidbits from that uh, Telegram channel. So if you do have a phone or you have a Skype channel and you can get on Telegram, then um, I would encourage you to do that. And I can put a link in the chat. 
it's just um, good to just you know follow along as we devolve into a greater degrees of insanity on this planet. You know, I don't think anyone would ever believe anything that's going on if you told them you know ten years ago that this stuff was going to happen. Nobody would believe you, but it is. <laughs> it really is. Oh my gosh. So. Um, so another thing, you know, with RBN, it is listener supported. It really does cost, I mean, really a minimum of $300 a day to run the network. I mean, we're talking, you know, all the stuff, you know, and there's a lot involved. So, you know, if you can't, um, you know, do a, be a monthly donor, at least every now and then go in and buy a product uh, from RBN, you know, so they can get some residual income. I, I really encourage people to be a regular donator. There's not a network like this that has free speech to this degree and has such um, incredible hosts that always bring incredible guests and content. Um, yeah, I mean, this, this stuff, and you know, stuff breaks down. So this isn't even including stuff that breaks down. So when you're talking $300 a day and then equipment breaks down and so, um, yeah, they, they got through another month, but I remember when John Statmiller was doing it, he was always um, struggling, and I think it's uh, – my hats go off to, you know, Mike and Julie and, and Frank and Sam for keeping this network going and anyone behind the scenes that keeps this network going. So, um, without much further ado, I'm going to go ahead and get into the things I was going to talk about because I'm going to run out of time. So um, – I did mention um, a couple of things on my website. I'm going to post an article on Comfrey. And Comfrey is um, – I've talked about it before, but it was a long time ago. And, you know, this, this plant uh, grows all over where there's four seasons. It does not grow in Florida. It does not grow in Texas. So you might want to, you know, nab some from – friends of yours that live in the northwest or the northeast or in between. Um, it's a really valuable plant to have growing in your yard. Um, but if you don't have it, then you should actually purchase some. Now, the FDA has stomped all over it. And the reason I'm, I'm highlighting that is because a friend of mine actually went on his bicycle and fell when he was getting on his bicycle with all his body weight on these sharp rocks that he had bordering a path and he fractured a rib and anyone that's had ribs, you know, that have been fractured or bruised, it is really painful. It's hard to breathe. You yelp in pain. I mean, it's some of the worst pain. And I'm like, six to eight weeks to recover are you freaking kidding me so i started doing some research on things to do and things not to do and you definitely don't want to do the ace bandage type of wrap you don't want to like you know do anything to impede breathing but um you definitely want comfrey <laughs> so this happened last saturday and I went over there Wednesday and I brought a bunch of comfrey that I had capped. I said, you do four capsules of these double lot caps of my comfrey root every, you know, like three times a day. So you get 12 capsules and you do this poultice, do this, do that, but stick with the comfrey. I, I gave him some BF and C, bone, flesh, and cartilage too. 
he didn't like the amount of white oak bark in it, but he was doing that. But once he started just doing the comfrey root capsules, now you have to understand comfrey root is about three times more potent than the leaf. And, of course, the FDA says, no, no, no. And everyone says it's dangerous for your liver. Oh, my gosh. You know, it goes on and on. They're always trying to, you know, tell you, don't take it internally. And there's all these warnings on the product, external use only, and that, um, you know, it's going to uh, ruin your liver. It's hepatoxic. Um, I've never seen it. Animals eat it. Um, the problems with the liver from the aspirin and the ibuprofen and the other crap you're taking for reducing the pain. It's not from the comfrey. Okay? Uh, we have yet to see a, you know, a solid independent study proving that it damages the liver. And I've just never seen it. I mean, it's always from other stuff. The liver is definitely compromised today, but it's not from comfrey root. <laughs> it's from all the other poisons that you've ingested, the food, the appeal, possibly the appeal. You know, a shout out to Rob and Renee for <laughs> doggedly sending me information on appeal. And it's pretty frightening. I mean, uh, Mike Adams has, uh, you know, written about it. And it's definitely something you don't want to eat. But, you know, you're buying organic food. It's considered okay to put on all the organic produce and your fruits and, and the apples. And everything looks so nice and shiny. Well, it's kind of interesting that uh, it's only 0.6% percent of the ingredients in a pill is something we can see but there's an msds sheet and that's frightening enough the msds sheet has oh my gosh uh you know inhalation and you know uh i mean this is dangerous you know uh, it, it's really bad. The MSDS sheet, I'll, I'll, I'll put a link in the chat room. I was just reading over that, and it's like, oh, my gosh. Wear protective clothing, gloves, eye and face protection, and it's pretty nasty stuff. Uh, you know, protective gloves, you know. I mean, this is not something you want on your food. <laughs> if it has an MSDS sheet like this, you know. And so there's ne definitely nasty stuff in it that's, uh, you know, 99.4% of the ingredients that are not disclosed. And we know how much to trust the FDA, right? So, um, you know, I just want to <laughs> mention those things. Um, let me get to my other list. Oh, I love this. Um, Unsafe and ineffective, the greatest lie ever sold. So there's a new documentary, and it's free. It's like an hour and nine minutes. You can sign up at unsafeandineffective.com. So even if you think you know, there is more to this story than you've been told. In December 2020, major pharmaceutical companies rushed to market with new vaccines meant to curb a global pandemic. Produced with unprecedented speed, Based on new formulations of previously problematic mRNA biotechnology, the mainstream media hailed these vaccines as a godsend. Governments around the world held them up as a triumph of innovation and insisted they were both safe and effective. But we have learned the truth. So um, anyway, uh, there's stuff in this film um, that 
if people that think they know everything, there's stuff in there that's apparently um, new and um, interesting. So I'm actually, after the show, I'm planning on watching it. I just found out about it, so it's fairly new. There is a trailer at the website unsafeandineffective.com. Um, so anyway, without much further ado, the other thing I wanted to mention, I thought this was incredible. Tucker Carlson is just really rocking these days. But he, I'm going to put a link up on that to vigilantfox.substack.com. Uh, make no mistake, you are the carbon they want to read. Re- You are the carbon they want to reduce. Don't lie to yourself, says Tucker Carlson. Uh, So in an onstage discussion with Jordan Peterson, Carlson raised an important point with respect to the overpopulation debate. Whenever there is an infestation, such as mice or roaches, the solution to the problem is to kill them. Following this logic, Carlson suggested that when global organizations like the World Economic Forum suggest that people are the problem, the intended goal must also be the same. So I, I love I love the quote. This is exactly what he said. If you believe people are the problem, then that is, of course, a genocidal spirit. If I believe that the problem with my kitchen is it has too many mice, the solution is to kill the mice. Too many roaches, kill the roaches. They're the problem. They're the impediment. And so make no mistake, And this sort of tracks with what I was saying earlier. Don't lie to yourself about the agenda. If people are the problem and you're a person, then your life is in the way of whatever goals they're seeking to achieve by definition. Your life is in the way, right? Am I missing something? No, I'm not. And then it's so grotesque because in one sense, it's a demonic spirit. Just to be clear, any spirit that seeks to hurt, kill, divide, or demoralize other people is a demonic spirit by definition. So that's what animates it. You're the target. And don't lie to yourself. (laughs) I love that. Okay, so then uh, the other thing I have to mention, I'll go back to the health stuff a little teeny bit. Um. So I've mentioned turpentine and castor oil as the atom bomb for parasites. So I was recommending this, and I decided, you know, I can't be recommending this this remedy unless I do it myself. And so I just, instead of watching the tape again, I went ahead and did it just like my friend. She says, you just do a a teaspoon of turpentine and two teaspoons of castor oil. So I did that, but I should have done it in the morning. So do it in the morning. It works. (laughs) But you will be crapping, and I was crapping all night, so... Anyway, stay tuned. (laughs) February is Heart Month, and every year, Extendivite has a sale. This year is no different. Extendivite is regularly $69.95 plus shipping and handling for a two-month supply. In February, Extendivite is only $57.50 for a two-month supply, plus shipping and handling. Extendivite is a combination of garlic, cayenne, hawthorn, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle. These ingredients work synergistically to improve your overall health. So don't delay. Join the Extendivite family today. 
To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendivite. Charles de Gaulle once said, actually, it's difficult to envision in this regard any other criterion, any other standard than gold. Yes, gold, which does not change in nature, which can be made into either bars, ingots, or coins, which has no nationality, and which is considered in all places and all times the immutable and fiduciary value par excellence. So when the question is, why gold? It's simple, my friends. The answer to that question is simply, why not? Like it or not, precious metals will always be the world's reserve currency, even though nations do not define their currency by their worth and say gold. Individuals still buy gold and silver to protect themselves from inflation. The more money a nation's central bank pours into the economy, the less value its currency, the dollar is, which means the price of everything else rises. $21 up for a bag of dog food, seeing that the dollar is cheap. That's why the cost of everything goes up. It's because the buying power, the value of the dollar has tanked. It's worth nothing. And the gold that your family would have owned in 1907 will buy at least the same amount of goods, if not far more. William McPhee once stated, it's extraordinary how many emotional storms one may weather in safety if one is ballasted with ever so little gold. The truth about money, gold versus cash in a crisis. Gold, a valuable thing to store. The power of gold in times of crisis historical sketch of paper currency oh and beware the ides of rare coin dealers and alan greenspan speech on gold and economic freedom how interesting i'm going to give you gold and silver in five easy lessons seeking out the most efficient and most secure route to owning gold and converting it into widely accepted currency is the next best thing to enjoying gold-backed currency my friends in a world of central bankers hell-bent on devaluing our savings you need to own private gold standard Contact me, Jeffrey Bennett at Kettle Moraine Limited, by calling our phone number at 602-799-8214. That's Lynn Artell was on January 16th, that she didn't get much words in, and I think she has a lot to share. In fact, she's one of the more fascinating people I've met recently, and we had a nice talk uh, last night on Skype, and I, I had some place I needed to go, and it was hard. I, I mean, she kept stimulating me talking, and pretty soon we're talking and talking, and it was over a half hour, and it was supposed to be 10 minutes. 
<laughs> so I'm really pleased to have Lynn Artell on. She's a wealth of knowledge. She's been researching for a long time. In fact, I want to ask her. That's my first question, Lynn, is uh, <laughs> welcome to the show. But I want to know, when did you start researching in your life, in your adult life? <laughs> well, I- I'm from the duck and cover generation. I-, I guess you'd be old enough to remember that, right? Duck and cover, I I do, I remember. We used to go underneath our little school desks, right? Yeah, you, you get down, the way we had it, if you look for pictures of duck and cover from the 1960s, uh, you'll see kids under their desks. But where we were at the new elementary school, what they would do is they would line us up, march us out into the hallway, and then line us up on either side of the hallway against the lockers. We'd have to get down and on, on our knees, stick our head between our knees, cup our hands over the back of our head, and basically kiss our butts goodbye. I hope that we weren't hit by flying glass from a nuclear attack. So, oh, see, I remember it different. I remember it was more like an earthquake kind of thing. You know that. <laughs> I, I, I was in California. I was in Los Angeles area at the time. Yeah, I wouldn't have a problem with you know. Come to think of it, I really wouldn't have a problem with that in areas that are subject to tornadoes or earthquakes or other natural disasters. Although I would, uh, I would think they'd want to evacuate. Well, who used to say, I get you know, where is the safe place in a tornado? Really, but you know, fire drills obviously. You, you, they'd line you up and march you out into the parking lot. Mm-hmm. But these, uh, these duck and cover drills, we were explicitly told that this was to uh, protect, you know, for us to protect ourselves, duck and cover, in the event of a nuclear attack. And, and this notion was propagated to us beginning, I can remember it from the first grade right on up to the sixth grade. They ended it. Not too long after the Cuban Missile Crisis in 1962, mm-hmm. and then of course following that <clears throat> was the uh, the event in Dallas with JFK, which I almost mark as kind of a starting point for my beginning to doubt the whole system. Although I had doubts already, um, I was 12 years old, and in the seventh grade, and I fell in with a group of sort of, uh, we kind of fancied ourselves as intellectuals because we read George Orwell and Aldous Huxley (laughs) and James Joyce, and we were reading all this stuff, and then we got, we were the nerds, and we gather around this table in the cafeteria every day at lunch and argue various issues. Uh, One of the issues that was big at the time was the question of prayer in the schools, because that case was pending in Maryland. Madeline Murray O'Hare lived right here in Maryland. So that's one of the things we used to argue about. But we also discussed this emerging situation in a strange, exotic place called Vietnam. And then also in the newspapers, every time they mentioned Vietnam, they'd also mention Laos. Uh-huh. And we were supposed to be following this narrative. Okay, hold on. Hold on. So we have a commercial break. You're listening to Lynn Artell, and she's going to go into some of the Vietnam stuff. So this is interesting. 
handle the truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. Here's some interesting news. Due to all the recent claims about possible nuclear wars, viruses, solar flares, and civil unrest, people are scrambling to prepare and stockpile food. But the one thing out of reach for many is an underground bunker. Until now. Because you can now have a 3D printed underground bunker in just one day. An excavator digs a hole in your backyard and 3dbunkers.com shows up in a small truck and sets up their 3D printer under a tent completely undetected. They can print as many rooms as you want at a fraction of the cost compared to traditional metal bunkers. 3D Bunkers uses polymer concrete, which is five times stronger than regular cement. YouTube 3DBunkers.com and watch the video. The creators of 3D Bunkers is looking for a business partner that can help bring this technology to the world. And we need to protect our way of life without living in fear. Contact Brad at 3DBunkers.com for more details or visit 3DBunkers.com. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise, from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you. What would you say if I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company, and it would pay for itself in just six weeks? When pigs fly! The new Ease-Off Model EZ4 replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive! Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my EaseOff? Go to EaseOff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com, and hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC. Summersville, Missouri. 417-932-6419. Okay, welcome back. So you um, you were right in the middle of a thought. I'm going to go ahead and uh, give you the commercial breaks again, just so you kind of you know monitor that. So, so Lynn, you're talking about uh, some of the stuff in Laos. I remember yeah, Laos. The, the Cold War. <laughs> the Cold War. Gosh, 
could there be members of your audience that for whom the Cold War is just nothing but an abstraction because it was real to us. It was so real to us. Every day we were constantly reminded of this twilight struggle with Soviet communism that we were engaged in. And this is John Kennedy was still president. He hadn't yet been assassinated, allegedly. Right. Uh, and so the Cold War was, there's just a constant reminder of it every day. And these duck and cover drills reinforced that fear, that fear of a nuclear exchange. And like I say, it kind of peaked in 1962 with the Cuban Missile Crisis, where I would say a majority of Americans were convinced that we were minutes from a nuclear exchange with the Soviet Union. This had to do with the alleged deployment of Soviet missiles to Cuba, uh, which Fidel Castro had taken over a few years earlier. Mm-hmm. And before that, the failure of the Bay of Pigs invasion. I doubt that anybody here is old enough to remember that, but they might be. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a CIA attempt to overthrow Castro, mm-hmm. where apparently they they failed to provide air cover or air support to these uh, anti-Castro Cubans who consequently got rounded up <laughs> and locked up by Castro and then had to be exchanged in a prisoner exchange for medical supplies and other things. It was a very humiliating thing, this Bay of Pigs event. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe a lot of people blamed Kennedy for it because the way the story was told to us, the CIA had assured him that as soon as these anti-Castro Cubans landed at the Bay of Pigs immediately, a million Cubans would rise up against Castro. And that isn't what happened. The, most of the Cubans, they defended the Castro regime and they they stopped this invasion. And, and at the point that the, that the U.S. government, I guess the CIA prevailed on Kennedy to try and to bring in aircraft, air support and basically bomb Cuba. And he refused to do it because he said that wasn't part of the deal. You guys were supposed to handle this without obvious U.S. intervention. And so it was a failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, on and this was the, the environment in which we we gathered around this table in the cafeteria every day at lunch and argued about this stuff. And wow. uh, what was the nature of communism and why we're in in this right. near war situation. And then on November Second, 1963, I was 12 years old, something happened. Now, understand, we were told that South Vietnam, called the Republic of Vietnam, Mm -hmm. was a legitimately democratically elected government. The president was a guy named the Go Din Diem. And we were told that this was a, a democracy and that we were defending their democracy against North Vietnam, which was called the Democratic Republic of Vietnam, because they were communists. Mm-hmm. And uh, it always struck us as strange that Diem was a Roman Catholic, and most of his administration were Roman Catholics, who were a very distinct minority in Vietnam. The two dominant religions in Vietnam are Buddhism and Cal Dai. Uh, there is a significant Christian Catholic population in Vietnam, but even at that time, it wasn't that large. And so we kind of knew that the DM regime or government was a minority government. We were told he had been legitimately elected, but it turned out that the election that was supposed to happen 
in both North and South Vietnam, which was agreed to at the Geneva Convention of 1954 by President Eisenhower, they reneged on. Uh, Eisenhower canceled participation in this scheduled election because his advisors told him that Ho Chi Minh was more popular and that between North and South Vietnam, Ho Chi Minh would have been elected president. And so, in a sense, the Vietnam War from 1954 on begins with a canceled election. That's how I viewed it. So I was always suspicious of the situation, DM being a Catholic in a Buddhist country, uh, the uh-huh. cancellation of an election. Was he really democratically elected leader? And then on right. November 2nd, DM was overthrown in a military coup, and he and his brother, who I believe was the S- Secretary of Defense or Secretary of State, were both executed, shot in the head, and their bodies laid out on the lawn in front of the presidential palace. This wow. was already being reported that afternoon. As you can imagine, it was the top story in the news, right? On November, November 2nd, 1963. And as we sat around talking about this in school, me and my friends, we said, well, that's it. We're done in Vietnam. We're going to have to get out now because we've lost all credibility, all moral authority. The guys who we're supporting turn out to be this brutal fascist military hunter, these thugs. And relative to the communists, they're not any better. So we've lost, you know, you know what I'm saying? The whole narrative fell apart. Well, well, that was because that was what you were told. And you you really, I mean, how much do you even know? You know, so you guys are arguing. Right. Now that he's like a really bad guy. But here's what shocked me. Here's what shocked me. Once again, it's a question of expectations. Mm -hmm. I expected to get home that evening and hear that the Kennedy administration and his State Department were denouncing this brutal overthrow and murder of this democratically elected legitimate president of South Vietnam. And instead... By the time I got home from school at 3.30 in the afternoon, the radio was already telling us that the State Department had not only recognized this new government, this completely illegitimate military junta that had taken over in Vietnam, but had announced that all diplomatic relations were maintained. There was no change in the diplomatic status between the United States and Vietnam. And we pledged our support, full support, to the new government just as much as we had provided support to the previous government in their heroic struggle against communist aggression from the north. So here, to me, this whole Vietnam War was complete narrative was completely discredited. Now, this should have been a major turning point historically mm-hmm. in terms of the Vietnam War, in terms of the Cold War, in terms of how I saw the world. But it right. got wiped out. It got wiped out 20 days later. And do you know why it got wiped out? Well, the assassination of Kennedy. Exactly. Exactly. Hmm. And from that moment on, everything that had happened in Vietnam was like completely forgotten. This right. is a strange capacity the American people have for managing to forget things. They managed to just wipe it out of their memory. 
And so when Lyndon Baines Johnson came in to replace Jack Kennedy, and then, you know, a year and a half later, staged the Gulf of Tonkin event, which reminds me very much of what they're doing in the Red Sea right now, claiming that these Houthi tribesmen are attacking shipping. We had a similar kind of thing go on in the Gulf of Tonkin in Vietnam in 65, and that was when Lyndon Johnson used a staged false flag event, which may not have even happened for real, mm-hmm. to deploy ultimately up to a half a million American troops to Vietnam and to defend democracy against godless communism. So I would say from that moment on, of course, I never bought into the official narrative of the Kennedy assassination because I was sitting there. We, we got he, he was allegedly shot on a Friday, Friday morning. We got Monday off from school for the funeral. And so we were all at home watching the funeral on these little television screens. We only had black and white in those days. Right. If you can imagine. We had one of those console television sets that looked like a little church. It was made out of wood. It had a cloth speaker cover and this tiny screen. And we were watching that. It was kind of boring. You know, I remember the, the funeral and the black purse and the horses and all that. But I wanted to go outside and play. <laughs> you know, I didn't want to hang around. Right. And then someone said, hey, come watch. They're bringing Oswald out. And I watched Jack Ruby <laughs> step in front of that camera and plug Lee Murray Oswald in the belly <laughs> a couple of times. Right, right, right on, like, stage. It was like, totally stage. Yeah. <laughs> and my, I know. And my mother, and, and we were all, we were, like, stunned. And then my mother said... We, we got real quiet after that. And my mother said, she turned to my father and she said, there's something rotten in the state of Denmark. I said, yeah. what do you mean? Ma? What are you talking about? And she said, go read Shakespeare, Hamlet, and you'll understand what I'm saying. This is a reason for you to now study Shakespeare. Right <laughs> so on. I went and I studied Shakespeare's <laughs> Hamlet. And there was something rotten in the state of Denmark is one of the one of the quotes from that play where they all know that the king, the previous king, has been murdered in his sleep and the government's been taken over by his brother and his former wife <laughs> and they've hijacked the regime. And I'm not sure if it's Hamlet himself who says this or, or it's one of the other characters. There's something rotten in the state of Denmark. And what my mother meant by that was that nobody was going to buy any of this. You claim you've got the lone nut assassin that killed the president. And now you're going to have some low-level mafia guy come into on camera and shoot him. So now you don't have to have a trial. right? There's no investigation. Nothing has to happen now because you've eliminated any possibility of conspiracy. Because the one guy who could have told you if there was a conspiracy has been shot dead by another lone nut. <laughs> so... Well, the thing is, is how did Jack Ruby even get a gun into the jail, you know? On and on, on and on. You know, the whole thing was so ridiculous that nobody believed the official narrative ever. We just didn't. And when the Warren Commission report came out a year or two later, it made things even worse because that was ridiculous, the Warren. They couldn't explain why Ruby shot Oswald. They really couldn't. Mm -hmm. So... I mark that as sort of a starting point. And I got to say, 
it probably radicalized millions of us. And people right. say, why did the baby boomers become so radical? And why did they march against the Vietnam War? And why do they call cops pigs? And why did they go out in the streets? Well, we were sick of being lied to. Every right. time we exactly. around, we were lied And we even had a, we had a phrase for it. The media called it the credibility gap. The credibility gap. And then later there was a generation gap. Because we saw that our parents were rolling over for this shit. And oh, we exactly. Oh, I, I, yeah, I, I saw that too. You know, I mean, you know. I, I'm, you're very cynical. Well, you know, my mother was um, has some critical thinking skills, but she bought more than I did. You know, I mean, <laughs> you know, I've told stories, you know, where, you know, she would still go to the doctor. It's like. Uh, no, the doctor doesn't know anything. Did you get that? All they can do is prescribe drugs. They can't answer questions. They know nothing. They're drug pushers. I mean, I, I, you know, that was, I was 15 when I told her that. I was just like, we got to figure stuff out. No, you know, th there's a lot of lying going on. And then, you know, I, I know I saw, you and I both saw 9-11 right away. And oh, a lot yeah. of people didn't. I mean, we saw, I saw it like, I, you know, someone, you know, I was told to turn on my TV and we still got a signal back then with an antenna on the house. So we were able to tune into Spokane. Otherwise, we didn't have any TV. And, I, you know, our jaws are dropping like, wow, this looks like something pretty intense. And it's uh, and then when they're saying that it was uh, brought down from airplanes, you know, into powdered rubble, I'm like, no one's going to buy that <laughs> that story. That's ridiculous. You know, I mean, these are still being buildings. These are intense, fortified, still being buildings. They don't go into powdered rubble from an airplane flying into it. I'm sure it's probably designed, you know, to withstand that kind of thing, being they're so tall, you know. I mean, it's, the whole thing is just so, it was so outlandish. And then to hear people, but it was like the trauma. It's like they do this. They were repeating it over and over and over again. That so it was like a trance. They wanted people to be in some kind of a trance. Remember that? But this is the media. The media's central role in nine eleven in propagating the narrative. And I want to tell you, I suspected they were controlled demolitions in the very first day. I didn't think crashing airplanes could have done that. It's ridiculous. But that wasn't what obsessed me. On the day it happened. I was heading into work, and I was listening to Howard Stern, and he announced the, the alleged first hit, the first plane, which they said was a small plane. That's what they said. But then when I got to work, which was in a big office building, they were already evacuating the building, and the entire downtown Baltimore area was chaos. Sirens going off and buildings being evacuated. This is like, you know, quarter after nine in the morning, 9.30 in the morning. So I couldn't get into the building, so I went around the corner to a coffee shop where I always hung out on Baltimore Street with some <laughs> friends there. It's a beautiful day. And we were sitting out <laughs> sipping my cappuccino or a latte, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And one of the baristas comes running out and says, hey, Lynn, they say a truck bomb just went off at the Pentagon. I said, what? He said, yeah, that's what they're saying. I said, you've got to be kidding. Eh? The same barista comes out 10 minutes later and says, now they're saying it wasn't a truck bomb. 
It was a plane that crashed into the west wing, <laughs> the west wall of the Pentagon. I jumped up and I said, that's impossible. I said, that's impossible. No big, fat Boeing commercial jet could even get close to the federal district without Nora and scrambling and, and intercepting it. That, that's what would happen. So and then later when the newspapers started coming out and they showed the flight, the flight path of this alleged flight 77. I'll get into it in a minute. <laughs> right. Wow, that's it. Stay tuned. pounds of crime-fighting, political science-analyzing broad. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Patrick Slattery. So, Mike, get off this anti-cicada agenda. I'm a born-again traditional Christian, and my favorite possessions are right here on my nightstand. That would be the King James Bible and my 357 revolver. I'd rather be ruled by Chinamen than Jews. Call it with the anti-Semitic remarks, right? Just because you steal an election and terminate the republic doesn't mean you terminate the people in the republic, because we're still here. I'm not taking the vaccine. F*** you, Bill Gates. There was a way forward still on January 6th. What needed to be done is to object to every single state. The COVID-19 virus was the setup. The vaccine could very well be a bioweapon. The Patrick and Jeremy Show. Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central. February is Heart Month, and every year, Extendivite has a sale. This year is no different. Extendivite is regularly $69.95 plus shipping and handling for a two-month supply. In February, Extendivite is only $57.50 for a two-month supply plus shipping and handling. Extendivite is a combination of garlic, cayenne, hawthorn, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle. These ingredients work synergistically to improve your overall health. So don't delay. Join the Extendivite family today. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party 
property and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not, or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Email Tom at republicbroadcasting.org. T-O-M at republicbroadcasting.org. together a COVID timeline that goes way back to actually before 9-11, which I think is really fascinating. And we, we could go on and on and how these things have led up from one thing to another that people uh, forget for some reason. They might have woken up on one thing, the Oklahoma City bombing, but then they, they think that somehow it's all going to go away and be nice again. And it's just weird, but um, yeah, this stuff has been in the works for a long time, as Lynn has said, and um, she brought up some really good points, you know, from her own awakening as a child. So she's been awake for a long time, much like me. We, we have a lot in common, actually, but I was more focused on the mass poisoning, you know, because I grew up with that, you know, with the National Health Federation and, you know, the fluoride and the mercury and, you know, the vaccines and the big pharma, you know, all that stuff, just the, the gradual poisoning. You know, she was involved in the organic uh, gardeners and, you know, so she paid attention to all that. And the polio stuff was a bunch of BS, you know. But, you know, so it was the other stuff, you know, that I, I started getting more interested in as I got older. You know, the other conspiracy that you've been, you know, right into all along, which is great. So why don't you go into the dark winter exercise held at Andrews Air Force Base outside of D.C.? Well, these are mostly simulations or tabletop exercises. Uh-huh. But for me personally... I remember the panic they tried to create around the original swine flu in 1976 when Gerald Ford was president. Right. I was living in, living in Philadelphia at the time, and Ford went on television to take this new vaccine and was mm-hmm. telling everybody to get it, and the government was paying for it. Mm-hmm. So I went and got it, too. It was administered by what looked like a staple gun, and they don't use Ooh. that anymore. It literally was like a sta- they stapled it into your arm. Wow, so you actually got it, too. In 1976, and that's the last flu shot I've ever had, because uh-huh. it was a debacle. They ended up having to pull the vaccine. There were apparently a lot of people that got sick from it. In particular, they got something called Guillaume-Barre syndrome, mm-hmm. which I think is a neurological right. uh, autoimmune reaction. And there was Bell's palsy. So they had to pull this vaccine, and it really became a debacle, the whole thing. And anybody but people wants- still, by the way, that's a side effect of the flu shots given today, too. You know you know that. There's people that still get that from a normal flu shot. Oh, yeah, and it was also one of the side effects of the MMR shot right. that they make kids get. 
But the thing is, when that happened, and, and the media really didn't get around to admitting the truth about it until Mike Wallace did a 60 Minutes interview with some of the pharmaceutical executives that were, were responsible for this and confronted them. And you can still go out and watch that Mike Wallace interview about the swine flu vaccine of 1976. Right, right. Yeah, I remember that. Get to the hour. Stay for second hour. People who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs. For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. HempPaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at RepublicBroadcasting.org and visit HempPaste.com slash RBN. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network. 